Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Canadian Cannabis Update. We are a Canadian-based podcast featuring regular news updates and interviews concerning the legalization of cannabis. All right, Ryan Roach is a man who carefully carved his way into the cannabis space. He's a hopeful dispensary applicant in Alberta and a regular YouTube vlogger on just about everything cannabis. Ryan joined me at HempFest last weekend, and I'm happy to publish this conversation officially as interview number two from that event. The rest of the interviews will be published over the week, and if you want to watch any Facebook Live videos of the interviews, you can find them at my Facebook page, facebook.com slash cancanupdate, that's C-A-N-C-A-N-N update, or by clicking the link in this post. But I also have a quick favor to ask of you two. Recently, I was graciously nominated by someone for Best Podcast at the 2018 Canadian Cannabis Awards in Toronto. Now, that alone is extremely flattering. However, if you enjoy what I do and you have a moment to spare, I would be grateful to receive your vote. Just go to CanadianCannabisAwards.com slash vote. Scroll down to the podcast category and pick Canadian Cannabis Update. And no pressure but I would be grateful for your support. Back to my intro. Ryan is a great guy, open-minded, and has a great perspective on what it's like to be a David among many Goliaths in the world of legal cannabis. I hope you enjoy this story as much as I did. Ryan Roach for Canadian Cannabis Update. This is our first interview of Hempfest Calgary. Uh, Well, I'll start off by saying welcome, Ryan Roach. Welcome, Michael. Or thanks, Michael. No problem. Okay, <laughs> get my microphone right here. Let's start off by just quickly uh, thanking our sponsors. I got a couple, and uh, they helped me pay for this wonderful booth today. Um, firstly, Harvest Medicine. They're a patient-centric clinic, which offers free medical assessments for people looking to explore how medical cannabis can help improve their lives. To learn more and to book your free consultation with Harvest Medicine, visit hmed.ca. That's H-M-E-D dot CA. <laughs> there you go. Also, Cheap Smokes. Hey, Cheap Smokes donated our prize today, uh, which is a Pelican case with cigars in it and a uh, windproof lighter. Thanks to them, they have 17 locations in Alberta to serve you. And they also specialize in vape and accessory products. Keep that in mind. And lastly, Hempfest. Hempfest gave me this sweet booth, and I just want to say thanks to them. Um, tremendous show so far. It's amazing. Yeah. This is wicked. Um, we're here till 6 o'clock today. And tomorrow, 12 till 5. Uh, and as always, these podcasts are produced by My Podcast Pal. For help with your podcast, check out mypodcastpal.com. You got it. That I got good. it. That was beautiful. You, you're like a pro. I did what I could. Okay. So we got Ryan Roach on the podcast, and I've had you on once or twice before. Maybe my favorite guest. Oh. Maybe. Um, Charming will always work. Welcome. Thank you. Oh. It's absolutely a pleasure to always sit down with you guys and talk and wax over cannabis yeah. and uh, everything. So I'm just, I'm jacked to be here as always. Cool. Okay. Well, let's start off by saying, um, who are you? Uh, my name is Ryan Roach. I'm director um, and owner of Lake City Cannabis yeah. and uh, a future cannabis dispensary located in Chestermere, uh, Alberta. Just a brief 10-minute drive outside Calgary. Okay. Uh, we're located right on the lake, and uh, we're really excited for the future of retail cannabis here in Alberta, and uh, looking forward to October the 17th. 
Walk me through how Lake City Cannabis started right from the get-go. So uh, Lake City Cannabis um, has been a work in progress uh, for almost a year now. Um, we started by, you know, obviously watching what was going on with the regulations and looking at what uh, Alberta was going to do with the AGLC and uh, how retail cannabis was going to potentially look in, uh, in Alberta. And uh, really it just came down to us seeing that there was an absolute um, benefit to being a small business in the retail cannabis market here. Okay. Um, so we decided to put everything together. We've been working diligently hard. We're family operated, non-franchise. We are a mom and pop in the absolute words. Yeah. And uh, we've been working um, over the last couple months with our local governments. We've been working with the AGLC, the municipality, and uh, Lake City Cannabis is an absolute um, section of our heart and our blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. and we're ready to go. Okay, so um, have you been given a license yet? No, not officially yet. Okay. Um, no official license yet. However, we've made it through due diligence on the AGLC, um, and we're just waiting on inspections. That's it. So uh, tell me, what was it like to go to the AGLC and apply for a license? Give me the basics. So if uh, you want to apply for a retail cannabis license uh, through the AGLC, uh, you should be uh, ready, willing, and uh, interested in handing over every little bit of personal detail of your life as possible. So if you have anything personal you don't want to talk about, get ready to get it out because it's going to happen. They're great okay. people. They've been absolutely amicable. They, you know, they're not there to get you by any means. They're not the big heel of the government. Right. Um, but uh, you want to have your ducks in a row. Uh, you need a good lawyer. You need a great accountant. Um, and you have to be prepared to fill out an immense amount of paperwork. Okay. Well, let's talk about the paperwork. What, what kind of sections are there? there? Obviously, there's a security background check. Yep. Okay. So uh, they want to look into your financial and security history. So uh, they want to see where your money comes and where your money might goes. Yeah. And then, of course, they want to make sure you're not a nefarious character who has uh, uh, participated in potentially illicit activities at one point in your life. Um, and check that out. Um, they also do a very interesting interview process right. um, where they bring you in individually uh, by yourself. Um, your partners within your business will have to be prepared to do that as well. And uh, they want to sit down and they want to ask you some really um, intensive questions about uh, you as a person, about your history with cannabis, yeah. um, and about your history, your family history, just about everything. So. Everything from my kids' names down to the value of my house uh, went to the AGLC. Wow. Okay, speak to, speak to me a little bit about Lake City Cannabis itself. What is your uh, model vision? Yeah, I mean, we are no-nonsense. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are trying to figure out what the cannabis market's going to look like from a retail section yeah. and what they want to do for people. We are really no frills. Um, you know, you're going to come in, we're going to give you the best uh, product uh, that's available to us, and it's going to be a clean, frictionless uh, experience um, where uh, it's really easy to get a hold of, of, of the product and get information on it um, and, uh, and get in and out and, and move on with your day. So tell me about uh, the basic sort of model. Um, everyone else seems to have this high-flying, um, high-end sort of product line that they're portraying that they're going to, you know, give to the marketplace. Why are you keeping things more basic? You know, the to me, the liquor industry has already laid the path for us. Yeah. And uh, I spent a lot of time talking to people in the liquor industry and even people who launched um, their businesses back when liquor became private here in Alberta. 
And the number one thing that uh, they told me was keep your overheads low and keep it simple. Okay. Um, you know, really, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if you have a fancy millwork with ridiculous lighting and all over the place, does that really help your consumer? Or do you spend time on making sure that you have great product, great customer service, uh, a clean and easy feeling? Um, you know, our store is going to be very um, easy to come in, understand what you want to get. It's going to be very almost... the. the jewelry store in some ways where it's yeah. easy to see what you want to do and then and then it's exiting and that's it it's you know we want to make sure that um, education and experience uh, takes precedence over uh, fancy now you haven't been granted your license yet fingers crossed right fingers, fingers crossed. crossed yep fingers crossed um, what are your worries right now at this point other than not getting a license like if you do get a license what are you a little bit concerned about operating um, shop yeah, I think the number one concern for any retail cannabis store right now is will the AGLC and the government of Alberta be able to keep up to product? And uh -huh. that's it, is will they be able to? And that's that's the unknown tale right now. Um, history would tell us that no, they won't be able to. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they've done a lot of work to be as prepared as possible. Um, and we should be prepared for a little bit of supply and demand for the first couple months. And I, I mean, listen, I mean, that's the way it goes with this, with this, right? I mean, you got to look at um, any product that's being introduced, whether it's technology, whether you know it's a pair of shoes. Supply and demand rules overall. Okay, so you would be what we like to refer to as a mom and pop shop. Should you get a license? Um, how do you feel about the large players that are getting into the game? Is is this going to be fair and balanced, or are you up against something major? I, I think the, I really think the only advantage that some of the major players had at the get-go as well, uh, sorry, there's two, um, was they had the overhead to be able to capture uh, some of the prime locations and uh, and grab those and hold really extended leases right. for long periods of time um, and uh, have that. Um, coming into the market, I think one of the things they'll have, again, is that budget. They, they'll have the money to be able to hold long periods of time, maybe if they can't get product or it's limited or, or what have you. So, you know, I, I think money and bankroll is going to be their advantage over time. Mm -hmm. But again, the liquor market has told us, keep it simple, um, you know, don't go fancy on it and uh, make sure that you're providing wicked customer service. At the end of the day, I can sell the same product as um, any other big player in this game yeah, for the same price right. or lesser more right? it doesn't matter there's nothing that's going to impact me on that just a minimum price I think it's a minimum price yeah. right so really there's you know we, we can sell the same thing so at the end of the day it's a friction game it's a convenience game um, and uh, we have done a huge amount of work making sure that we are a frictionless um, uh, convenient uh, store that you can go in quickly get your product and enjoy your product and move on with your day Okay, so early on I had considered the possibility of applying for license and I have since decided not to. Um, one of the reasons why different information I was getting from people was that um, there's still going to be a, a relative black market happening in Canada post this Wednesday, October 17th. Um, research in California shows that um, the projected tax revenues uh, from January 1st until now are actually $100 million shy of what they had projected. And they say a big reason for that is the well-established black market in California, the, yeah. the cannabis um, culture. Yeah. Um, I think there's a pretty strong cannabis culture in Canada too. How do you think dispensaries are going to hold up to the black market? I think the black market um, is going to have an absolute um, heyday uh, for the first few months. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any joke about that. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. Um, I wish we could have made a different decision about uh, edibles um, and concentrates, right. and that would have affected the black market a little bit heavier um, out of the get go. 
But again, you know, I, I kind of relay on the psychology of the human consumer. Okay. And uh, although the black market, you know, I would say we have a good black market here. I don't know if it's as strong in some areas in terms of the way it might be in California. Right. It's really established there. I think the average consumer might, you know, find a black market here. But really, at the end of the day, as you're traveling home from work, you know, and you have a dispensary five minutes away from you. Yeah. So you either call the guy that's going to show up at some point. Um, maybe it's mail order and you wait, but most people aren't prepared um, to be, you know, scheduling their mail order that well. Um, the truth is you're five minutes away. So if you can walk down the street or drive down the street and purchase your product that quickly, um, again, it's a friction game. The human psychology would say that people are lazy and unprepared. Okay. Well, you know, um, one of the, I interviewed a guy from California last week. And uh, he had mentioned that they're having a problem with black market primarily because in California, the black market is really cartel mm-hmm. cannabis, right? I don't think that we have a cartel problem here. It's more like small growers and yeah. uh, that sort of thing. So it, there may be a bit of a difference um, I, between here and there. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a wait and see game on how it goes. But, you know, I have to rely on the consumer and what they have. I mean, I think that there's a legacy user right. that will continue to use their dealers, will continue to use the black market for their source of it. And that's fine. I mean, if that's the way they want to go at it. But, you know, my message to them was, please remember, there's people like me in this business. That, you know, we're not all big corporations. Right. I got kids. I'm a mom and pop. I'm a regular human being. Right. You know, we're trying to do the right things and be good people. Okay. Um, and uh, we want to offer the best product. So I would encourage them and say, you know, if, if you're going to choose uh, the retail legal market, maybe choose a mom and pop around right. you. Maybe choose one of those people because, you know, they aren't that big player. They're local. Local. Choose right. your local Choose, choose your local. local dispensary. And it's not to say that the franchise players and, and the big companies aren't doing good things either. They are. They absolutely are. But I think there's an opportunity to talk to your local people and use your local guy, you know. All right. Part two of the interview. Mm-hmm. YouTube. You have a huge YouTube Thank presence you. with cannabis. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. I, I don't know why I would say it's huge. But uh, <laughs> I, I would say it's developing... Um, if uh, you want to get on YouTube and check me out, uh, just search Lake City Cannibals and you'll see one of our videos. You know, really our YouTube presence is we want it to be a fun, informational, um, non-traditional sort of review of cannabis in okay. the Canadian market. Yeah. I think there's a big gap. I think there's a traditional market still in YouTube, but there's not the clean sort of... Um, uh, YouTube, you know, sort of uh, cannabis user or reviewer yeah. that kind of fits the new market and the new recreational space. Okay. And that's really what we want it to be. So we review products, we review uh, strains, um, and we review different events like HempFest. Um, and really we want to bring a lot of information that's easily accessible and it's fun and you can have a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're having a hell of a lot of fun with it. So if you get a chance, make sure you subscribe um, and check out a couple videos and make sure you uh, ring that little bell to get a lot of reminders because we're always trying to post new content. Damn straight. They are entertaining and they're informative. I've learned a lot from your videos. Yes. Now, was there a business sort of model plan by having some online promotional uh or uh, content so that you could also promote Lake City Cannabis? Is it kind of uh, all, all under one umbrella? You know what, if, um, you know, in this day and age, when you're talking about marketing, um, the internet is the ultimate, ultimate place to be. Right. Um, you know, and, and you could spend a lot on direct mail or, or, or this or that, but at the end of the day, for cannabis, it doesn't make sense. We're not gonna be allowed to do any of that. So really our YouTube and our social media and that presence is gonna be a massive 
and podcasts. For us. Don't yep. forget and podcasts. podcasts. And po- podcasts are huge. Podcasts are absolutely taking off in a massive way. Yeah. And, um, you know, Michael, you've been so kind as to let me on. This is my third time now. Wow. Um, so I like really I appreciate said, that. Like I said, favorite guest. Thank you. Um, so absolutely, we're using our YouTube and our, our Twitter and our, our Instagram and our Facebook to reach people, um, for people to have fun with us, to integrate with us. And that doesn't mean they have to be here in, in southern Alberta. That can be anywhere in the country right now. Um, but we're hoping to entertain and we're hoping to be a place where you might want to trans- uh, you know, buy, uh, have a transaction in the future. Last question. Legalization for recreational cannabis is October 17th. Do you have any perspective or thoughts on Wednesday forward? I think, you know, uh, I I was hoping a few more retail section uh, or retail stores were going to be opening, but um, it is what it is. And uh, it's going to be a bit interesting. I think people are going to get their first real perspective. And there's going to be some some, uh, diehards that are going to go out and they're going to want to see it and they're going to do it. And that's going to be great and it's going to be fun. What I'm really excited for is those in this business who have fought long and hard for that day. Um, it's going to be an award-winning day for them. It's going to be a day of, of um, that they've been looking forward to for so long. I'm really excited for them. I'm excited for myself. You know, it's it's a new world. I'm excited for what we're bringing in as a as a new industry to Canada, and uh, you know, I um, you know I think it's just going to be a really interesting, interesting day. You know, really in the world. I think it's going to be all eyes on Canada for many, many months. Yeah. And uh, I don't suspect it will be long before we'll see other countries following suit. Here's an analogy I like to use. Imagine a triangle in front of your face. Now flip the triangle upside down and imagine yourself just at the bottom of it. That's really what's happening in yeah. the world of cannabis right before our eyes. We're really at the beginning of all yeah, of this. Yeah, like if you really look at it, like the tourism, I'm really interested to see the tourism dollars and what happens. Yeah. Because, you know, we have this amazing opportunity. I mean, even in Calgary here, look at look at what we have with Canmore, Banff, Jasper, mm-hmm. going to BC, um, and then wonderful places like Chestermere, 10 minutes outside Calgary that you should come and check out. We have a wonderful lake and many great restaurants and businesses. But... You know, we have an excellent, amazing opportunity. It's so important that we as people in this business be caretakers of that opportunity and that we force excellent behavior and that we push out poor behaviors. And we as an industry hold a very, very high standard. I plan to be a part of that. Um, and I hope others join in holding that high standard of moral ethics and boundaries. And, and I think we have a, a great opportunity ahead of us. All right. How do we find out more about Lake City Cannabis or you online? All right. So... Uh, my name again, Ryan Roach, so you can uh, definitely search me online. Um, if you search me, you'll probably run into the fact that I ran for mayor in the city of Chestermere a year ago, so that might right. pop up first. But um, you can find us at Lake City Cannabis, uh, www.lakecitycannabis.ca. Uh, you can find us on YouTube just by searching Lake City Cannabis, and uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. All of that's on there. We hope to get uh, you out, and make sure you subscribe to our channel to get more information because cool things are coming. Awesome. I subscribe. I love it. Thank you, Ryan. It's been awesome. Thank you, Michael. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Canadian Cannabis Update. If you have a story that you'd like to share about the cannabis space, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up at CannabisUpdate.ca or email CanadianCannabisUpdate at gmail.com. If you want to find out more about what we do, check us out on Twitter at CanCanUpdate, Facebook, Instagram, and every podcast streaming related site in the known universe. universe. The next podcast is just around the corner. Stay tuned. Canadian Cannabis Update is a regularly published podcast. We do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but take the time to research the details for yourself.
Thank you.